Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's Fibber McGee and Molly. Every weekday at this time, NBC brings you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Len Levinson and directed by Max Hutto. We'll join Fibber and Molly in just a moment. In these times, it's a comfortable feeling to be in a well-paying profession where you know your services are in demand. And that's the situation in the nursing profession. For even though there are more nurses active in the profession than ever before, the demand continues greater than the supply. The armed forces, civil defense, hospitals, clinics, and other health agencies have opened up countless opportunities for those of all ages ready to start a nursing education. Thousands of alert young people are choosing professional nursing. To qualify, you must be a high school graduate or college student in good health. The field of practical nursing is wide open to older women. To qualify, you must be an elementary or high school graduate, depending upon age. In practical nursing, you have the opportunity for a career after only 12 to 18 months study. If interested, write for further information to Nursing Careers in Care of Your Local Postmaster or inquire at your nearest school of nursing or hospital. Don't delay. Your services as a nurse are needed now. In Westville Vista Municipal Court this morning, Fibber McGee goes on trial on a charge of alienating the affections of a dog named Flash away from his master, Mr. Corner. We take you now to the corridor outside Judge Bierstock's courtroom. How do I look, Molly? My shoe's okay. Do they match? Is my straight tight? I mean, my tie straight? I mean, my tie straight? Now, now, take it easy, dearie. Stop a minute. Go loose. You're too strung up. Don't say that. How do I look? Sharp as a tack. <laughs> That's because you clean and press this suit so nice for me. I wish that guy Corner wouldn't press this lawsuit. I got a feeling I'm going to be clean. Now, stop that. Where is my feisty fighting husband? Yeah. The one who takes on the whole world with one hand behind his back. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I'm okay now, kid. Come on, let's go in. Oh, hey, stop that. Get down, you big mutt. Flash, Flash, come here. Get away from that bad man. Oh, yeah, beat it down, boy. Oh, dear. Stop drooling on me, you big moose. I just had this suit cleaned and pressed. What are you doing to my dog, McGee? What am I doing? I'm getting my clothes ruined. You sicked him on me. Told him to muss me up so I'd look like a bum. No dog could do that to you, McGee. You beat him to it. Don't talk to my husband that way. Quiet back there. Quiet. Order in the court. People are being convicted up here without the court being able to hear a word of testimony. What's the trouble back there? My coat is getting ruined. Well, less noise, please. People lose whole suits in here without all that fuss. Oh, funny. Now, let's get on with this case here. All right. Get a load of my coat covered with dog fur. I look like I'm wearing an Angora sweater. Come on, Flash boy. <laughs> Let me help you brush the hair off. That rat, that dad-ratted horror haunted hound anyway. If I never see that muscle. All right, next case. People versus McGee. Complainant, O.Z. Corner. Corner is here, Your Honor. Come over here. McGee present. Here, your judgeship. Come forward. Stand inside the railing. Come on, Molly. You stick by me. Sure, dear. Uh, all right, all right. Order, please. Now, McGee, you're accused of... Let me see. 
Luring, enticing, inviting, tempting, inciting, attracting, fascinating, exhorting, instigating, persuading, blandishing, and cajoling one moose retriever dog, namely Flash. <laughs> McGee, stop sniveling. That was the dog. Oh. Well, how do you plead? Guilty or not guilty? What you mean, guilty or not guilty? Ain't that what we're here to find out? My gosh, if I'm going to tell you whether I'm guilty or not, what's use of coming to court? And where would your job be if I didn't have to come here to court? Hey! McGee, tell me, are you innocent? Judge, are any of us innocent? Did you do anything to make this dog love you and hate his master? No, Your Honor, I did not. That's all I wanted to know. Now we can... McGee, where are you going? Home. You said that's all you wanted to know. Come back here. Trial is just beginning. Okay. Now sit down while I hear the other side of the story first. Warner, take this stand, please. Thank you, Your Honor. I'll be happy to. Now, do you swear to tell two soldiers nothing but truth, Sal Bill? I do. I object. McGee, what do you object to? He had his fingers crossed when he said, I do. I did not. He did so, Judge. It doesn't matter even if he had his legs crossed or his eyes crossed. If he doesn't tell the truth, he'll go to jail just the same. You hear that, bud? So just watch your step. McGee, when I need your help, I'll ask for it. Anytime, Judge, anytime. Let's proceed with the case. Corner, I want to hear your side of it. In your own words. Well, Your Honor, uh... This man, McGee, stole the affections of my dog with malice aforethought in chicanery and deceit. That's a lie, Judge. I don't even know this Alice forethought at the cannery. <laughs> Make him prove it, Judge. Call her for a witness. This is a bum rap. Order! Quiet! Sergeant O'Hara, get some order here. <laughs> to Wistful Vista in a minute. Any of you folks take stock in that old expression that no news is good news? I don't think there are many people who do. No news is definitely not good news, especially for anyone who's ever been away from home. There are a few people who haven't been suddenly called away from home and loved ones at one time or another. And those people know from experience that there's nothing quite as important during those days of separation as mail. Any man or woman in the armed services will tell you the only call that takes precedence over mess call is mail call. And believe me, when a letter from home is more important to a hungry GI than food, you know that it means something. The action, the strain, the anxieties of war can keep a soldier's mind occupied. But when the letdown comes, the time to relax. That's when morale needs a shot in the arm. Yes, friends, keep those letters going. Those men and women in the services don't believe that no news is good news. Any news from home is always good news to them. Oh, no, Judge Arana. The accused made no move whatsoever to retain the complainant's dog, neither by word of mouth, flick of eye, or twitch of lip. I guess that's about all. McGee, would you care to cross-examine Sergeant O'Hara? Cross-examine? Why should I be cross with Sergeant O'Hara? I might ask him a couple of pleasant questions, if you don't mind. Proceed. Uh, Sergeant, after you and this here dog owner dragged Flash out of my back door, what happened? Why, the army hound, uh, begging your pardon, Judge, scooted around the side of the house and ran back into the front door. And then what did he do? He ran around all through the place, wagging his tail and knocking all the bric-a-brac off at the tables and the stands and every place. And then what did I say? You said... (laughs) 
<laughs> you said you, you said they're all gone. All the old familiar vases. <laughs> Don't you get it, Judge? The dog broke the bricker back, and I says, all the old... It's not funny, McGee. It's not? Sergeant O'Hara, and I thought it was. Okay, Sergeant, step down. Uh, yes, sir. How am I doing, Molly? You're having such a hot time, I'm afraid the judge will put you in the cooler. Oh, say, there comes Dr. Gamble. Good, I was waiting for him. Judge Beerstock, I got a witness I'd like to put on the grill. Dr. Gamble. Eh? What? What's the idea, McGee? Just park it in the witness box, Dockey. Now then, you swear the whole thing over the McGee, I'll do the swearing around but here. He's my witness, Judge. Hush, McGee. If it gives the judge any pleasure, let him. You try to tell the truth, old dude, that's about to help you with this, so help you? I do. Name? George Gamble, M.D. All right. Go ahead, McGee. Okay, okay. Now, Dr. Gamble, I will point to a dog over there named Flash and ask you what it is. It's a dog named Flash. That is right. Oh, brother, this... Uh, just a second, Judge. What is the relationship between the doctor and McGee? What you mean, relationship? After your last remark, I distinctly heard the doctor say, Oh, brother. Calm yourself, Mr. Corner. That was merely comment. But I heard you say... We're all brothers under the skin. Yeah, and Doc got room under his for all of us. Oh, McGee, stop insulting your own witness and get on with the case. Okay, sure. Doctor, you've been present on several occasions in my house when said dog was also there. Yes. And what was my general attitude toward aforesaid flash? Oh, quite a bit like Mount Everest. I said attitude, not altitude. I understood. Your attitude was like Mount Everest. Huh? Remote, chilly, indifferent to any attempts to climb you, yet rather majestic in your aloofness. You don't say. That's good, Doctor. Would you mind repeating that, Doc? Your we answer. heard it the first time. Get on with the case. Your Honor. How can there be a case against me after the stirring testimony you have just heard from the good doctor? Ha! And so, my friends, with my innocence firmly proven, with a reasonable doubt, in summing up the case, I leave you with these two words, the plaintiff rests. Here, here. Wait a minute. I'm the plaintiff. Okay, we'll both rest. I'm not tired. I'm... Now, just a minute, both of you. Order, order, order in the court. Give me back my gavel, McGee. Can I go now? Go right ahead, Doc. Now, wait a minute. You keep still. Who's running things around here? McGee. Am I? Well, then quiet in the court. Quiet in the McGee, court. McGee, please give me back my gavel. I object. Quiet. Sit down, everybody. Yes, there he is. Now then, in the evidence presented, I've been able to arrive at a decision. The dog in question is unquestionably attached to the defendant, McGee. Testimony has been submitted that said McGee is responsible for said attachment. Despite contrary testimony, this has not been disproved to my satisfaction. Therefore, I will find for the complainant but impose upon said dependent McGee a suspended sentence. Suspended? Oh, no! You can't hang him! No, no! No, 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 no. Take it easy, Molly. You got it wrong. Suspended sentence means I didn't do it, and what's more, I mustn't ever do it again. Don't adjudge. It means there's enough doubt to set you free. Now, I want you to leave this courtroom right now and never again do anything to entice Mr. Corner's dog away from him. I'm glad to. Come on, Molly. Let's get out of here. I'm coming. <laughs> no, way. No, no. You stay here. No, doggy. No, sit down. No. Somebody help me hold him. Go back, Flash. Go back. Get McGee. Hold that dog. Get out of here, McGee. If I ever hear of you trying to lure Flash away from his master, I'll... Officer, help those people with that dog. Hold it! Don't let him get away! Come on, Molly! Before that dog turns me to the penitentiary! Tibber and Molly will be right back. Hello, folks. This is Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve. You may not realize it, but you have the key to my house. 
And all you have to do to get in on Wednesday nights is turn your radio dial to NBC. You'll meet my little family. There's Leroy. Hi, Unc. Hello, Leroy. And then there's our wonderful housekeeper. What are you doing, talking to yourself? No, my boy, I'm talking to millions of people. Oh, good. Can I say something to them? Well, I suppose so. Ladies and gentlemen, I have the kindest, most generous uncle in the whole world. Well, thank you. And just to prove it, he will not cross my palm with a quarter. Leroy. I'm going. That boy. Miss Garrett, please. Yes, Bertie. Uh, Bertie's our housekeeper. One of your girlfriends is on the phone. Oh? Who is it? She sounds like a blonde. <laughs> yeah, I'll be right there. And, folks, on Wednesday nights, you'll meet Mr. Peavy. He isn't here now. Well, no, I wouldn't say that. Oops, Peavy. Didn't see you behind me. <laughs> see you Wednesday night, folks. Nice to be home again. I'm just going to take my coat and shoes off and relax until... Uh-oh, what's this in my pocket? Oh, my gosh, Molly, am I in trouble. Look. Seems like I've seen that little wooden hammer somewhere before. It's Judge Beerstock's gavel. How did that get in my pocket? I must have put it in there unconsciously. What'd you have in mind, dearie? Cracking walnuts or going into business as a judge yourself? Ed Radda, Molly, this isn't funny. If that judge finds out... Well, all I can say is good night. Me too. Good night, all. NBC has brought you the Fibber, McGee, and Molly program transcribed. With Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble, Ken Christie as Judge Beerstock, Dick Ryan as Sergeant O'Hara, Herb Bygren as Mr. Corner, and Pinto Colvig as Flash the Dog. Have we heard the last of Mr. McGee's adventures with Flash? Will tomorrow night bring more trouble? Why don't you tune in and find out? This is John Wall speaking, and that's what I'm going to do. Follow the Senate committee hearings tonight on the NBC radio network.